You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. Recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. And I'm your good buddy Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 179. Uh, what, what edition? The quarantine edition. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't want yeah, to go. I know, since these are all quarantine editions. This is the um the Olympic postponement edition i don't know i'll tell you what it is it's the evolving studio edition i'll give you another tour today here oh wait we got a coat rack back there so it's a uh it's a sleeping bag oh it's a sleeping bag okay Uh, chewbacca um bathrobe oh that's what's laying back there you got a backpack, an Under Armour backpack. Patchwork quilt. And then we'll... Oh, this is to muffle the, yes, the echo. Yes, yes, uh, Okay. And then behind okay. my speakers, or behind my microphone, I have two pillows trying to uh, create a, a cocoon of solitude. 179, the makeshift studio edition. <laughs> <laughs> I... I didn't want to be so 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 obvious, and one of the reasons that we we were trying to rip out a bunch of frequent and timely yet concise podcasts is because we are quarantined, and and it's yeah. man, it's a struggle to get through the day because there's such little diversion. Um, yeah. But I, I don't want to focus on the fact that we're. That we're, that we're quarantined and, and, and sit and bitch about quarantine because I want to sit now. No, we don't need to sit and bitch about quarantine. Trust me, I can bitch all day and I'm kind of out of energy about it. You know, I want to sit and bitch about other things. <laughs> but I will like tell you. your least favorite Olympian? <laughs> Before we get there, <clears throat> which that yeah. did trigger me, I did head out today <clears throat> for the first time in about 10 days. Uh, I put in an order for... Um, for Shoprite, and okay. I got a bunch of stuff. Uh, to so about ten days ago, I, I ran out. I got about two weeks worth of food, and then came home and put in an order a week in advance for today on things that I knew I would be out of because I, yeah. I didn't want to go back out anymore. So uh, I put a Shoprite order in. And, you know, ran down the list of reasonable items. Um, you know, I needed a bunch, of, a, a bunch of packs of bacon and some eggs and uh, other, other non-carb-friendly items that are sustainable. Yep. Uh, the problem is with shop at home during this, this, this time, this crisis, um, it's very bare bones. And they're not doing substitutions. So I guess, I'm not a big shop at home guy, but I guess... 
what would happen is if I put it in order for so shop at home is a service that goes to your local grocery store. And it's run by like the grocery store sort of thing. Yeah, it's run by the uh, grocery this store. This one's run by Shoprite yep. specifically. Exactly. Okay. And they'll go and they'll have one of their workers pick up all the items, and you come, and it's only a five dollar fee. And a lot of times, yeah, that's not bad. Um, they are automatically showing you the sale items. So if I type in cheese, they're showing me all the sale items for cheese where normally I don't look at prices when I shop. I go in and I grab Land O'Lakes or I grab Hormel pepperoni. Yeah. But So it's actually saving me a ton of money for the $5 fee that I'm paying. It's making over for, you know, in it, two or three times over. So um, I put in the order, but because they are so strapped, they're not allowing... Uh, substitution. So what I guess happens under normal circumstances, I want four pounds of uh, Purdue chicken breast, but they only have four pounds of Tyson chicken breast. They'll give me the, the Tyson chicken breast. They're, okay. they're not doing that now. So half my order didn't get picked up because they didn't have the two ribeye steaks that I wanted. But hmm. they could have given me two T-bone steaks, and I would have been happy. Yeah. So yeah. I had to go back in today and pick up all those items that they wouldn't give, they didn't have for me, and my anxiety was through the roof, man. I'm not a hypochondriac. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not too concerned with the outside world's effect on me. I take care of what I can take care of and I let the chips fall where they may. But today it was the most anxiety that I've had. I want to say ever. I'm even taking the bar exam first day. So you're having issues leaving the house. Yeah. Now I can go out and I can run. I can go out and I can take a walk. I can walk the dogs. I don't mind seeing people. I'll stay on the other side of the street. But that self-checkout aisle at ShopRite where there's the four or five or six different, uh, you know, uh, terminals yeah. and you're kind of standing and people walking by you and the machines are broken yep. and nobody knows how to use them. And it's already like a heightened uh, stress level anyway. In, in a supermarket and now add yeah. this some people wearing masks which are which kind of freaks you out a little bit it was it it was more than I could handle and I'm done there's no way yeah. I'm going back to the supermarket I'll order what I can order yeah. I'll eat what I can eat and 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 hopefully this thing runs its course see I'm a couple of weeks ago and I'll probably have to go back this weekend but yeah I take extreme caution like when I'm there because I'm trying to avoid as little contact with anybody as possible. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was at the grocery store and like they had salmon on sale, you know, whatever. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to get a lot. I'm going to get a big piece of salmon and cure it, you know, because I did it a few years ago. You know, you make like, you know, like sort of, you know, cold cured salmon, you know? Right. And I was like, this is a good time to do some shit like that since I'm around the house and all that, you know, and it's something that takes 48 hours and it's just time. Yeah. Um, but like at the uh, at the seafood counter, you know, they it's crawfish season. 
you know, and the grocery store sells crawfish and there was a huge line and I just wanted to go up and get my fish. But I was like, fuck this. I'm not getting my fish because I'm not standing that long line with all these fucking people where we're going to be standing around for 10 minutes with the same fucking people because that's the problem. Yeah. You know, maybe if one person, if it's bad luck and you walk past somebody and they hack on you, that's bad luck. But there's a hell of a lot more chance for that shit to happen while you're standing next to somebody in a line for fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, well, I ain't getting the fish today. And I went and like and there were certain points like it's where I'm walking there and people around. It's like, why are you right up on my ass? Get the fuck away. from Yeah. Me. I had one you of know? those instances where, where I thought that and. And my yeah. instinct was to turn around and be like, hey, man, back off. Personal space, dude. Yes. Yeah, I was like running away from people. It was fucking outrageous. You know, yeah. I'm like, can people just get the fuck away from me? Yeah. <laughs> Different and I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to be like that guy. But the problem is, I mean, I know New Jersey's got a high rate of it. New Orleans has a super high rate of it, you know, and there's a bunch of fucking idiots running around here and it's like and also i'm a diabetic you know and that's one of the underlying conditions that they say like if you have that shit yeah you know that shit can go down south for you as far as i know i may have already gotten it and been through it and i kind of hope i have right you know you know i know yesterday they took you know they had to do the whole thing when they asked me all the questions first i called the doctor like in the on Tuesday, I called the doctor's office because Monday I got like the auto thing from, you know, when the voicemail calls to you have a appointment, press one to save you're gone. I was like, well, I better call on Tuesday because that might just go out regardless. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's an automatic thing, you know? No, like, no, no. We're still taking patients. And then she started asking me all the questions that they ask about the COVID symptoms. I'm like, no, 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 no. And yesterday I go there and it's a different lady. She's like, well, I'm going to have to ask you all the questions. I was like, well, it's going to be no to all of them, whatever. And then she took my temperature. My temperature was like 36.5, which is 97.7 degrees. You know, and I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) So I felt a little better about that because fever is the biggest indicator. So even if you're not confident, if you got a fever, that's like the first fucking precursor to shit gone down yeah. so you know right now i'm good bluto and i just went on since the weather has been really nice the past two days so it's been a cool well it's like in the it was like in the low 70s but lower humidity only like in the 30 percent so we went on a nice walk just now like for our second walk today so you know, since it's daylight savings time, it was a good time to go. Yeah, you get a little, uh, so, little extra sunlight. Yeah, because I'm not getting exercise that I normally do. Like I just did like 20. The other day I did 20 because I was like, I got to start doing something. I got some dumbbells. I got to start lifting. But I did like 20 sit-ups the other day. So I did 23 sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> and I hadn't done sit-ups so long in my life. I was like, well, that's what we get to 25. I was like, all right, 23 sit-ups is all I have in me. <laughs> But I'm like, I just got to start doing something more active, you know? So the big question is that, that do you think you are going to be able to keep up your training regimen for another 15 months when you're expecting to be able to get to 25 sit-ups 
at some point in July. But if we have to postpone it for an entire year, do you think you're going to have the mental fortitude to sustain that regimen for another 15 months? Well, the real goal is to get the 25 by tomorrow. And by the time I got to Tokyo, I'd be up to like 30. Okay. (laughs) That's a can-do attitude. But I don't know if I'm going to make it that far, man. I mean, like, you know, it's funny thing about the sit-up stuff. I'll tell you this much. When I was probably like eight or nine years old, my dad, you know, he he is a sit-up fanatic. You know, he had a he had his own sit up bench in the house in his bedroom. Okay. You know, like which is a inclined. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's an inclined bench and it's got the two things on the front so you can lock your feet onto it. Uh, which is the biggest pain about doing proper sit ups is finding a proper place in my house to put my feet under. So I had to move over to the coffee table so I could lay my little mat out and put my feet under the couch. You know, because yeah. if you don't have somebody to hold your feet down, you don't have a good place to put it under, to lock it under. But I remember I, when I was little, I started doing, I must have been like eight years old. I started doing sit-ups with him, you know, because I was like, oh, I'll start doing sit-ups. And where it peaked out once, I said, I can do 200 sit-ups. And he's like, nah, I will bet you $5 you cannot do two and $5. You know, awesome. That sure, was an eight-year-old? Eight, yes. And I fucking got down there and I did. I remember my mother was in there. My dad was in there and I did the 200 sit-ups. They gave me my five bucks. So, you know, it kills me that like when today I was like, well, I did 20. I'll I'll do 25. And I got the 23. And I'm like, oh, I can't do any more. I'm like, I fucking did 200 as an eight-year-old. And I can't even fucking (laughs) toughen out the last two sit-ups of a 25 sit-up regimen as a 43-year-old. So. By the time 2021 rolls around, I might not be able to do 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no spring chicken, man. <laughs> well, you know who feels your pain? Two sorry excuses. Favorite. Yes. Simone Biles, who, in case you have not heard, will be 24 years old when the Tokyo games get underway in July. Yeah. 22. And that's very old for a female gymnast. This story uh, caught my eye. I saw a headline a few days ago and I texted you and I said, uh, I, uh, we got to have an emergency podcast. This is, this is emergency podcast worthy. Yes. And, and the, it was just a headline. It was something along the lines of uh, uh, Simone Biles on competing in, in 2021. Nothing set in stone, right? So she kind of. I, you, I didn't even read the story, but it was something I had been thinking about because I knew this was going to be a big deal. Like she was like, well, I'm going to make one more run at it because why the fuck not? So you know? here's what originally triggered me. Now, listen, there's there are two things that I will um that I will freely own. One, I am wildly hypocritical. <laughs> I admit to that. I own it. <laughs> I make no apologies about it. To know me is to know that I am hypocritical. But on the flip side of that, I like to think that I'm consistent. 
I'm consistently hypocritical. Consistently hypocritical. Yes, consistently yeah. hypocritical. Yeah. But I'm consistent. If you take a stand, as chance that you've taken the opposite stand before for something else yeah except <laughs> except that is so true man that is so true <laughs> oh he doesn't like widespread panic because there are such a stupid hippie jam band but this guy's been to 50 fish shows that's <laughs> so true that is so true and i um i i think uh wilco is a overrated <laughs> hipster emo band, but I love Jeff Tweedy's solo work. <laughs> <laughs> that is some deep, right? Friggin' hip hypocrisy there. Uh, Jeff Tweedy, who basically is Wilco. Yes, he is. Name somebody else. <laughs> name somebody else. I can't name anybody else. <laughs> that's just how I roll. Yeah, that's uh that's how you roll. You will not be consistent. So but there is one thing I'm consistent in. And that is the fact that Simone Biles really grinds my gears. Now, I have softened my stance. If you remember, um, and if you um are a newbie to the two sorry excuses universe. Uh, you can uh, head back to September 9th, 2016, the two sorry excuses uh, episode 110, Beef with Biles. The boys are back in their final post dated episode where Sanders explains that Allie Raceman is no Jody Skolnick and Liv eats sausage. The <laughs> gist of that podcast was a post-Olympics um, diatribe in which we outline how annoying female gymnasts are, specifically Simone Biles. Because I don't know if you remember, um, they did the whole thing where they introduced them to some boy band. Maybe it was One Direction or yeah, somebody who was yeah, hot at the time. About. And these women, these yeah, grown... Like on the post, like on the NBC post yes. show yep, or something exactly. like the after hour show, whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, and they did the, right. They did the announcement. They were coming back and they gave themselves a nickname. Yeah, it's like when it was Ali Reisman and all yes. that, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. So, um... The, the yeah. What was they? They had a nickname for the team. I think it was the Final Five or something along those. those yeah, lines. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, the infantilism, infantilism, infantilism. What is it when you make somebody you 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 treat them like infants? Infantilism. I think it's and in, yeah, infantilism. Infantilism. Whatever, however you pronounce. The way they yeah, infantilize. Yeah. Uh, those gymnasts was was particularly annoying, but what was even more annoying is how those how those gymnasts clung to that immaturity. And I get it, and I understand yeah. it, and I know that the in order to succeed in that uh, sport, you you essentially need to be a small child. And with that, yeah. uh, you know, re it's also like what they're selling. Same with like the figure skaters; they sell that shit because it's. There's a lot of people that aren't watching it for the sport. 
Correct. As much as they're watching it for like the pageantry, Correct. the entertainment side of it, you know, because those are the two most popular Olympic sports, I believe, is women's gymnastics and women's figure skating. Yeah, without a doubt. And you're right. <laughs> they draw the widest range of because it draws in the sports viewers and then all the people that aren't in the sports, but are into like, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I softened that position internally um, after the whole Larry Nasser thing. Obviously, you know, if you're not sympathetic, you're a you're a monster. But then I thought, well, then that explains a, a another level to this whole thing, right? So yeah. I, I I got off my soapbox uh, and and did not hold such contempt for Simone Biles or, or the gymnasts in general. But if there was one that was going to open the door. It was going to be Simone Biles, but for the last four years, she's done, you know, she's, she's kept a low profile and, and, and not done that. Um, but she did sue some revolutionary move a couple of years ago. It might've been last year at the world championships or some shit. Like she's still fucking breaking ground. Okay. So yeah, it, it, this is where my ire gets tweaked. Because you're exactly right. She is the premier gymnast in the history of the sport. Yeah, she's probably the best gymnast ever. Like, if you were to rank a top three gymnast, you'd have a hard time putting, like, fucking Naughty or anybody above her. It's, you know? it's Simone Biles, Simone Biles, and a race for number three. Right? Yeah, That's nobody's basically. close to her. Yeah. And like this, she was going to go win more golds this time around. Just keep piling up her, her laurels, you know? So here is what originally triggered me uh, on this whole, uh, on this whole situation comes out that the Olympics are uh, going to uh, get canceled or get postponed for a year. And they're going around and they're kind of hitting each of the athletes and getting their reactions, right? They know it's coming. Yep. They know that they're going to be the spotlight and um, it's inevitable that they're going to get to Simone Biles, right? Yeah. So news hits on, on uh, when did they decide earlier this week at some point? I was like Monday or Tuesday, yeah. the news hit. It wasn't until yesterday that April, uh, that April 1st, that Simone Biles comes out with her first, uh, her first um, interview and statement. And she says, well, uh, asked whether she is planning to push towards Tokyo, despite the delay, she stopped short of an unqualified. Yes. Well, nothing's really set in stone. Biles said, we're trying to figure out the right training regimen just so mentally and physically we can try and stay on top of our game. We're just playing it by ear and really just listening to my body. What's what? What's wrong with that? What stands out I mean, to that? What, what, what stands out 
Is it the Wii that you have the problem with? She is the greatest athlete of all time in the sport of gymnastics. She's got to be top 10 athletes, female athletes of all time across all sports. Yes, she's freaking ridiculous. And she's making the all Madden team for athletes regardless of gender, correct? Yes. Yes, for like accomplishments and everything, you know. Two problems with this are the collective noun and the stance that there are multiple people <laughs> making this decision. I have no problem with this, and it kills me why it bothers you so much. Like, she's an athlete. She's got a coach. She's got people she works with. She's talking about her core team because she is a unit. She's just, you know, but it kills me that it just, it's just like you got this fucking thing for Simone Biles, so you fucking pick. Okay, okay. I'm going to. I'm going to, I want to do a little role play here. I want to do a little role play. Okay. I want you to ask me the question. Yeah. Right? I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, you ask yes. me the, the following question and I will answer the question. And then um, I will tell you <laughs> which ath- professional athlete I am answering that question. Okay. Okay. So the question you want me to ask you the question, you ask me the question. You're going to give me the question. Yeah. Okay. Here's the question. Um, yes. Are you, are you definitely planning uh, to push towards Tokyo despite this delay? Okay. Are you definitely planning to push towards Tokyo delay Sanders? I, I am without a doubt. A hundred percent. Who am I now? Let me, what well, you have to, you have to like ask who I am. Who are you? Michael Jordan. All right. Ask me again. Michael Jordan's not going to be in Tokyo. (laughs) (laughs) Don't dissect the exercise. Plan on being toward the Olympics despite the delay or whatever. Fuck yeah. Mambo out. Well, another guy that definitely will not be anywhere near the <laughs> posthumously. You follow me. You follow me. You name my an Olympic person. <laughs> it's a theoretical exercise. But this is why I don't have a problem. This is a theoretical with exercise. One more. One more. One more. Hey, um, do you plan on being at the Olympic? Do you plan on pushing through and being at the Olympics despite the delay? I can't help but smile when I think about the Olympics next year. Okay. Um, who's that? Big Poppy or something? Katie Ledecky. <laughs> Katie Ledecky. Okay. The most decorated female swimmer and perhaps the greatest. Isn't she the, the is she the long distance yeah. specialist? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's uh She's a two-time Olympian, and she's the world record holder uh, in the 400, the 800, and the 1,500-meter free. So long-distance swimmer by by definition, but um, still swimmer. Yeah, yeah, you know, This is the difference I will say about them, about their sports. Katie Ledecky plays a sport that's solely – like 
are you the fastest? You know, like she has a gauge for what she's doing. Okay. You know, okay. it's like she knows right now she's still as fast, you know, so she'll keep going for it. Simone Biles, it's not Simone Biles. Just she's not like a basketball player in the gym by herself practicing. She's got to have a coach there, you know, because her shit's based on being judged. So you always have somebody there and it's like, well, look, you've been slipping up lately. You know, your shit's a judge sports. Like, yeah, you're probably better than other people, but she's probably thinking if she's not so good that she, she's guaranteeing to be a gold medalist, she's probably going to be like, well, why the fuck come back? She's Simone Biles. She doesn't have to come back and she's not going to come back if it's, if she's coming back on source, you know? And now my issue, I don't have as much of a problem, Simone Bells, as you do for some reason. So it's because I understand how much into it with something like that. Fucking gymnastics is way harder on the fucking body than swimming. So another year could be like, well, you could do this at 24, but you could do it at 25. Because think about it, 24 is already pretty fucking old for a gymnast, especially a sport where they allow you where they had to put up a, a, a minimum age because they used to be girls younger than that. But now I think it's what? 16. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They changed it like 20 years. Ago. Couldn't be any younger than 16. Like the window is short for a gymnast. Sure. So I'm salted with like, cause they're the ones that have to be the judge of what she wants. Whereas Kayla Decky goes out there and she's like, man, I'm still kicking ass. You know, Simone Biles doesn't know for sure whether she's kicking ass without an observer to sit there and tell her, hey, you're kicking ass still by the nature of her sport. So she's got a team. I get that. You know, so just take it easy on Simone. She's dealing with a brother who's charged with three counts of murder just back in the <laughs> fall. You know, Simone's life isn't easy, man. It's not all. Champagne and roses. There, there needs <laughs> and boy bands. There needs to be a a, 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 a monicum of self awareness. If you are at, you need to have self awareness. In my opinion, right? The greatest, the the yeah. the, the, the the greatest skill we can possess as members of a society is self awareness. Right, we're, we're talking yep. about it before. Am I six feet? Am I inside the six feet circle of the guy I'm standing next to yeah. at the supermarket? Be aware, right? Yeah. And the lack of self awareness, and coupled with the the lack of of self control is not the right word, but this ownership of of her of her brand of her of herself right i understand simone yeah. biles the person it is it, 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 it's different than simone biles the, the athlete i'm hoping right yeah and the thing why i don't really have such an issue with simone biles that you do is because every time i've seen her on stuff she's been nothing but like she never comes off as like overly like fucking out there you know she's always seems fairly humble you know like she seems like a good sport about stuff when you see her on stuff but, you know? which right which lends me to believe that that she's she's a good person 
right? But yeah. this brand of 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 Simone Biles. I don't think it's the brand when she's saying we. You know, I mean, is that what you thinking? Is that what your problem with it? Thinking the we is the brand? I think it's like her team of like her unit, you know, which is, you know, her coach, her advisors, you know, her friggin' physical therapist, basically team Simone Biles, you know, like just like a fucking auto racer. He talks about auto racers talk and they don't talk. I they're talking about their team. You know, uh, OK, and, and that's true that that that's certainly a fact. I think there's a difference, though, in the sense that one, you don't like Simone Biles. That's, <laughs> that's the stick. That's the NASCAR stick is that we do this for the fan. We do it for the sponsor. We do it for the team. Therefore, yeah, but even when they take out the sponsor, they're talking about we like their pit crew, you know, you know, all that, you know, because it takes a collective. It's like they know it's just that one dude that gets out there and goes and does it. You know, all right. You know what didn't help? What didn't help Simone Biles case in 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 my from my perspective <laughs> is that I watched a, uh, a documentary on uh, on uh, Nadia Comaneci. OK. And 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 she. Nadia, who is the tool of a communist regime. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. She wanted nothing more than to break the cycle of oppressive team management. And she had to go to another country and get brainwashed by a cult leader and marry Bart Connor and reinvent herself an entire country, a new country. And but I'm saying I don't. Th- but Simone Biles has free will. I don't think she's doing this because she's under oppressive management. I think she's just she's been with the same coaches years, and she knows that's her. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm gonna agree to disagree with you. There's just a disconnect. Yeah, there's just a disconnect that that I have a hard time. Uh, under normal circumstances, you know, athletes don't understand what it's like to be uh, uh normal people I'm gonna say quote yeah quote unquote normal people right it, yeah and simone biles definitely probably doesn't understand because she's in a sport that more so is less normal person because you start doing this when you're very young usually you peak when you're very young you know like like it's a sport for young people it's not like it's not like any other sport, like baseball. Like, yeah, you might be out of it or football, basketball, but all those kids go to some type of regular school. This isn't necessarily the thing with gymnasts. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's more like a bubble. Yeah. So, yeah, you, I get what you say. You might, you, you might have persuaded me yesterday. If we potted yesterday, you might have softened my stance. Okay. But today... I wrote, uh, I wrote, I read an article uh, by um, Washington Post columnist Liz Clark. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with her. Um, No, I'm not actually. She's a, she's a, I would say a semi-national columnist. Um, She's written books. She's done a couple things on NASCAR, speaking of NASCAR, um, writes um, about the Olympics and uh, big pieces, big think pieces. And she's, um, yeah, she's you know, New York Times quality writer, but in Washington. So she's working for the Washington Post. Yeah. Um, she writes an entire article on, on Simone Biles. 
And you would have had me at least contemplating a, a softer stance until I get to this paragraph. For months, she, meaning Biles, had looked forward to getting on with life following the, two, the 2020 Olympics. I was ready to see who I was as a person rather than an athlete, Biles said. What other adventures I wanted to take on to see what my other skill sets were. Okay, fair enough. Right? She's been, she's been groomed to be a world caliber athlete at an Olympic level. I understand the sacrifice that goes along with that. That's fine. But she decided to forge ahead with training and defer those big picture questions about life's next chapter until the fall of 2020. This is uh, today. Uh, she must have committed. She, she's decided that she's going to go go forward. So this is the article um, detailing that. Still, even with nine days to process the news of the delay and three days to reflect on the new starting date, July 23rd, 2021, rather than late 2020, as many gymnasts would have preferred, Biles said she wonders about the mental toll that the, the mental toll the delay will exact, testing her in ways no other gymnast has. I'm still struggling with that, Biles said. The mental... Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No. All right. Keep going. I'm sorry. I'm struggling with that, Biles said. Can I actually do it? I'm not sure. The physical part is not going to be the problem. Boo fucking who. The physical part's not going to be the mental part. You are so unforgiving. Not in this. You got to be self-aware. You build yourself up to a competition. This competition she was building herself up to has been canceled or postponed. So she's probably like, well, you know, I got to see if I uh, have it up to me because she might want to do other shit by that point in her life. I have no that problem. She's not as interested in the competition. I have no problem her thinking that. I have no problem her feeling that. Yeah. But you got to be self-aware, man. You can't say that today. <laughs> Who are you to tell Simone Biles what she has to be? <laughs> as I always say, you can say anything you want. <laughs> yeah. But others will have the right to react to that. Yeah, they can. I'm sure Simone Biles will be like, yeah, whatever. Screw all the haters if she heard from you. But she's a good sport. You watch that video before the uh, World Series when the Astros are in the World Series, you know, and she lives in Houston. And she does like her little signature flip and stuff before she throws the first pitch. So she's fun. The problem I have is is you need to be self-aware, man. You can't yeah. say that in today's climate where it's the first of the month. Like 6 million people don't have money to pay their mortgage, right? Yeah. Now, I understand these are unprecedented times, but they are happening, right? You can't drone yeah. on about the mental toll preparing for a sporting event is going to have on you for the next year when literally, literally you are reading way too much into that story, man. It was a sports story asking her straight up and what you wanted to be like, well, there's a lot gone on in the world today. 
You know, they just asked her straight up, do you think you're going to be able to do this in another year? Are you going to be there? She gave a sports answer. You know, I mean, NFL teams are still signing players. They're still preparing for the draft. You know, it's shit is on, you know, even though, I, I mean, I don't think it's not like that was on the front page. It was in a sports column, right? Um. Yeah, the Olympics. It's, it's, it's online. It's online. But Liz Clark is 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 a is a featured is a featured columnist. So on okay. the online, it, you know, she gets, she gets uh, featured. Okay. So I just think you're, I just think it's if it was anybody else, I don't think you'd have as big of a problem. I, listen, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like hot button topics. I don't like hot button topics. I don't like to, to, pick, yeah. to pick on things just to, for the sake of picking on them. <laughs> I would love to be able to give Simone Biles a pass. Like, I figured you would have come around on Simone Biles eventually just because she is so great at what she does. You know? And I wish. See, yeah, like she is she is the same level as as Michael Jordan. She's the same level as Michael Phelps. She's the same level as And you enjoyed watching Phelps, didn't you? Tom Brady. But all those guys even at 24, man, even at 24 yeah. had a level of understanding of what what their greatness entails? Phelps. Phelps was out there getting caught smoking the pot. He wouldn't have done it. You, you remember the yeah, bomb yeah, picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, thing is, yes, we're all like that's stupid because it's just marijuana, but that's part of his fucking image. You know that that's why it was a big fucking deal because he's supposed to be the world's greatest swimmer and shit, and this is the dude everybody's admiring. He's supposed to be no. He's supposed to know better than to do that shit. Yeah, but that's okay. He's owning his image. No, he, no, you're just, you're just moving the fucking (laughs) line for Michael Phelps. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because you like Michael Phelps and also because it shoots holes in what you're saying. And that's totally fine. You preface this with the fact that you're a huge hypocrite. So <laughs> you're at least you're being consistent. Correct. That's all I that's all I can ask of myself, my friend. That is all I can So I have no problem with it because you're being on brand at least. Mm-hmm. And seen. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I'm owning that um, brand. It's been the same brand for 25 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's fine, dude. It's fine. Like that's one. Of, that's what I think is one of the, the funny, the running, the running themes of this show is your anti Simone <laughs> Biles stance. <laughs> so Bernadette asks, uh, you know, what am I doing tonight? Well, I got any plans? And I said, uh, I'm going to podcast. She said, Oh, again, wow. You, you got, you just did one the other day. I said, I know. But uh, a story about a story just came out about Simone Biles. <laughs> and then she just looked at me blankly as if to not understand the importance of that news story <laughs> and why that's pod worthy. Uh, so 
yeah. to say that uh, what she understands soon she will learn soon she will learn <laughs> uh well then on that note my friend stay healthy stay quarantined yep eat your beef yep all right Fredo. i hope nico hasn't driven you nuts yet Thank you.